My name is Jeremy. And I'm Steph, and you're listening to the Finding Our Pace podcast. So what exactly is the Finding Our Pace podcast? I think it's going to be just us telling our story. What? It, who are we? Well, we're a married couple. We're 36 years old. Um, we're both lifetime members of the overweight club and we're trying to change that and live life to its fullest how we're doing that well we're gonna start with running a marathon so that's an interesting place to start i think we'll go with the half marathon first i guess i mean baby steps right (laughs) just a little half marathon just a little baby half marathon to start So we're doing that in May of this year, 2019. Today is Valentine's Day, 2019. So that's February, March, April, May. So that's three months away. So that's fun. Yeah, yeah, a little bit bit intimidating. Well, I mean, not for you. You've already done like seven. Five. Yeah, so the longest I've ever done is 10 kilometers. And that was kind of a... I don't know. I wouldn't say it was a raging success, but I did finish it. Hey, well, you finished what you started out to. I I set out to do a marathon that day and only did a half, so, you know. Well, I guess we all have to start somewhere. (laughs) Fail up, right? That's what they say. If you're going to fail, fail up. So that's basically what we're going to do. We're going to talk about our our training. We're going to talk about our attempts at losing weight and getting healthy and being a goofy couple and that one we've got down pat yeah we oh yeah i guess we've been (laughs) married for a while we've been married for 10 years because we were babies when we got married that young this is our 16th valentine's day though yeah but that first one we'd only been together like two weeks Yeah, it's been a long, long road, but um, just about everything good that's happened to us has started with running, and just think of where we'd be if we kept going the first time we started. (laughs) (laughs) If we managed any form of consistency. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's, that's an interesting point. So we started, when did we first, when did we first start running? 2011. It was 2011. So we'd been married a wee three years. Yeah. We were... I guess we started just walking, right? That was what we started doing. Yes. We lived in the boonies in the middle of nowhere. And we had this old railway that they'd turned into a trail. And we used to just walk it. We used to just walk from one line to the next kind of thing, turn around and come back, hoping to get eaten by a bear. Yeah. Which, I mean, most... It, it would have been the wolves that we probably would have had to worry about more. Yeah, I guess. Rabid foxes, things like that. <laughs> but, but, you know, that didn't happen. No, that so. didn't happen. And we lived. So, and we lived and we walked. And then eventually we were like, hey, let's uh, let's do this couch to 5K thing. Yes. We can do five kilometers. We could do anything. No, we didn't think that. We thought we 
we thought it was the biggest adventure we were ever going to go on was running a 5k. Yeah. It was pretty dramatic. Yeah, that was that was practically a marathon. I mean, that was once we did that, we were we were runners. Runners. And I mean, and it, it's kind of true if you think about where we sort of came from. Like I I mean, I was I've I was a fat kid right from the start. No, so was I. Athletics were never really a priority for me. No, I think I tried track and field and cross country when I was in grade three or four. Um, and I came in 80 something out of 200 kids in the cross country race. Wow, that's well, pretty good. Well, I thought so. It's like at the middle time. of the pack. Yeah, but then everybody was like, you're fat, you can't run. So I stopped running. Ah, fair enough. I remember with track and field, they used to make us do two, tr- two, f- one track event and two field events. So I always did the 100 meter because it was the shortest track event. And then I would do shot put. And then I would do like one of the like long jump or triple jump or something where I, you know, didn't have to really try very hard. <laughs> I always did shot put as well. Um, and I tried high jump for a while. Um, I used to think that high jump and pole vaulting were the same thing. So I really wanted to pole vault. I don't know why I'm terrified of heights. It never would have worked well, but, um, so I thought I wanted to do that. And, uh, so I did high jump, which is not nearly as exciting. Um, so that didn't last all that long. No, no, my, my elementary school athletics career was, was, that was my three events at track and field and not making the soccer team. That was the extent of my high school, my elementary school athletics. My elementary school athletics, I, I had big dreams. I, uh, I tried out for the gymnastics team. Wow, good for you. Yeah, but apparently if you can't do a front roll or a cartwheel, um, they, they kind of give up on you after a little while. Yeah, I wouldn't have made that. and I couldn't, I couldn't do either of those things either. Plus, they had to order my uniform from a special catalog. Oh, dear. So that was awkward, That's too. That's embarrassing. Yeah, all the other kids were wearing their, like, brightly colored leotards and stuff. And I had a plain black bodysuit that I had to wear black tights under. And Yeah, so that was that was kind of one of those blows to, uh, to a 13-year-old. You know what mine was? So I did karate after school one day a week and the, and I was I was really good because I had anger issues. <laughs> <laughs> and finally found an acceptable way to let them out. Yes, yeah, so people I was supposed to punch people. Um so a karate outfit, the, the gi um is, you know, like the baggy pants. And the bare feet, and then you have like the shirt thing that you cross over your front and you tie it up. Well, I got the I got the uniform and I put the put it on, and the pants were tight. Oh, <laughs> ouch! So I couldn't wear the the loose pants, so I had to wear sweatpants oh. with the karate shirt. And belt, and nobody ever said anything 
I'm, I'm sure everybody knew and noticed, but they were kind enough to me to not mention it. But it was it was pretty awful. It was pretty heartbreaking. And I I, I was about I think I was in grade four or five when when that happened. Ouch. Yeah. So that that was my first like. Th- th- those were my experiences with <laughs> athletics. They were not very encouraging. Yeah, I had, uh, I actually, I tried out for the basketball team in grade eight. I was super excited about that. Um, and I made the team and, uh, which was just, I mean, not everybody made the team. So I felt like I had made it. You were basically a, a professional. Right. Yeah. Cause when the fat kid makes a team that not everybody makes, that's, that's pretty good. Um, and then, uh, towards the end of the season, I was in a game and, um, so a little fact about me, I'm a little bit clumsy. Um, (laughs) and, uh, I was, we were playing one of our final games of the season and some girl tripped in front of me and I tripped over her, um, completely accidental. Um, just didn't have great breaks at the time and kind of skidded and, and tripped over her. And, uh, I got called for a penalty, um, because she was hurt because I was heavy. And so I got to sit out the rest of the game and that was the last game I played because I couldn't bring myself to go back out. So in high school... My athletics career involved curling. (laughs) 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 Okay, so we're in Canada, so that's actually a thing. (laughs) Yes, yeah, I was on the uh, girls' high school um, curling team. Curling team. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's that's further than I got in athletics in high school. I did the mandatory grade nine gym class. Well, <laughs> that was it. That was where gym class ended for me. But uh, I'd always wanted, actually, my high school was a little bit weird. We had rugby um, and we also had rowing. Yeah, we had a rowing team. Yeah. Yeah. And I always wanted to be on the rowing team. And... Um, my high school had this policy that if you were in the band, you couldn't be on any sports teams. Which is so stupid. Um, so they were basically like, nope, you're a band geek. That's the box you fit in, and that's where you will stay. And so I did um, concert band and uh, flute choir, <laughs> because I was that cool. Wow. Um <laughs> So I, yeah, I did concert band, I did flute choir, I did music classes, and because of that, I wasn't allowed to participate in any athletics. And then my school also kind of had a policy, it was sort of an unwritten policy, but if you didn't join a sports team by grade 10, you couldn't join later. They wanted right from the start so they could train you up and keep you for your entire high school career. So, um, yeah, the only team that I found that wasn't that elite was the curling team. The curling club. Well, good for you that you found that. Yeah. I found the 
sits in the hallway and does nothing club. I was not a joiner come high school. <laughs> I didn't even join the band. I butted heads with the music teacher, so I didn't follow through in my, you know, the potential trumpet career that I had starting in grade seven and eight. Yeah, no, I wasn't a joiner. I definitely didn't do any athletics in high school. I was injured, though. I had a bad knee, so I spent half of high school in a cast. So that was also limiting of my athletics career and also contributed to my continuing to be a fat kid all through. So. Okay. So high school, yeah, athletics, definitely a bust. Um, university, I kind of thought that you only did university athletics if you were, like, an athletic scholarship kind of thing. Um, but apparently they had intramurals as well. And I actually got approached by some girls to join the rugby team, um, because, and I quote, I was built like a brick wall. So... That's flatter. That's what you want to hear as a a nineteen year old girl. Oh yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was that was great for the self esteem. So I wanted to. Uh, I thought about joining the team, and I actually sat down and had a conversation with them. And my first question was, "Does it involve running?" And when they told me it did. That was the end of that. That was the end of that. I decided that if it involved running, they tried to explain to me that no, they didn't do like, you know, I didn't have to run 10 miles before the game or anything. It was just running up and down the field and stuff. But I was, that was you know, too no, much. that was way too much. There was no way I could do that. So I, uh, that was the beginning and the end of my university athletic career as well. Okay. So I, I pretty much did nothing. I always liked to walk. Yeah. Yeah, I always enjoyed walking. And you had a bike, too. Like, you rode your bike around all the time, didn't you? I did, yes. Yeah, I... Well, I probably rode it daily for the first two years of university, and then I got a car. Yeah, that's the detriment. <laughs> Small town life, yeah. you know? You get you can't get anywhere if you, ha- if you don't have a car. Yeah, um, growing up in a small city, not a lot of public transit. No. There are buses, but um, they don't run on wonderful schedules. No. And there aren't very many of them. And when you're a kid and you're working weird hours, like midnights and, you know, you, it's, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I know, I did not walk. <laughs> well, I grew up on the outskirts of town, so it wasn't really manageable to walk anywhere growing up so it was just I never got into that habit it was basically I grew up counting down until I could get my driver's license so once I got my driver's license I didn't I didn't consider walking anywhere and then when I went away to school I didn't have a car anymore but I lived on campus and so the residence I was in was the furthest one from the school so like where the classes were and I just remember being so mad when I found out that that was the residence I was going to be in because I was like how am I going to walk that far every single day so it's funny because I was I was a keener like I was I was 
pretty academically minded and I was, you know, I was like, I'm going to have to figure it out. I'm going to, I'm going to get so fit cause I'm going to be walking all the time. And then it was like the longer into the semester I went, the less I went to class <laughs> and then, uh, and then I moved off campus and my one of my roommates had a car and I basically only went to the classes that I had with her because she would drive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was not I I didn't even do the like maintaining activity outside of exercise. I did nothing. Like nothing. It was like how far is it to the fridge? <laughs> like that was my entire life it still is a little bit but I'm a little more active now but no it was always just sit until I can sit again you know just that's all I did was sit see that was I was actually in the furthest residence from the uh the main buildings as well but yeah. uh, my university was like one city block including yeah, well, the residences you went to the so. baby school yeah so we went to university right down the road from each other. We didn't um, know each other. Just, okay, so we grew up in separate towns. We grew up about, what, an hour and a half apart. Yes. In small towns. You lived one line over from my aunt and uncle. Yeah. Which we didn't know. No, but it was, it's a pretty small, like, we're in, what, south central Ontario? Yes. So it's, you know, it's it's pretty small. Everything's fairly close to each other. Everybody's kind of from somewhere that's nearby, you know? <laughs> so. But we went to university a good three, four hours away from our hometowns. We did. So we live on one side of Toronto, and we both went to university on the other side of Toronto, um, not knowing each other, and we ended up in the same town, but at two different universities. Which are literally less than a mile apart. And we still didn't meet each other. No. And then, uh, second year of university, I was, I'm an only child and I'm a bit of a homebody. And after my first year at university, I decided I wanted no part of living away from home. So I moved home. Um, we had a decent house. Um, so I was quite comfortable. I, I pretty much had my own apartment out over the garage. And so that was, um, you know, I had a little bit of freedom and I got my own car at the end of the, the second year. And, um, so when I, when I moved back to my hometown, um, I started going to the university there. Um, and that's where we met. Well, sort of. Yeah, well, I waited an extra year. I did my two years at the first school, and then I was like, I don't really like this. Um, I didn't want to go back home because home wasn't a happy place, but I definitely didn't want to stay where I was either. So um, so I moved to Steph's hometown. <laughs> and uh, Again, so I, not knowing her. Not knowing her. No, we didn't know each other. Um so I started there in September of, what, 2003? Yeah. Yes. And then in January of 2004, yeah. back before it was safe to do so, we met on the internet. <laughs> we did. And I believe we had a little bit of help 
um, on your part from uh, Jack. Oh, yeah, Jack Daniels. He was a good friend of mine back then. Yeah, back before I refined my alcohol palate. A <laughs> little, little bit of liquid courage. Oh, yeah, I was drunk. And uh, reached out and sent me a message, and we started talking. We met for coffee two weeks later. Not even. Well, maybe. A week and a half, two weeks, yeah. somewhere around there. And, um, yeah, so that was 15 years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> There you go. There's the story of how we met. Um, yeah, so we sort of started talking, what, like, mid-January, I guess. Yeah, yeah so it was, because we had our first, quote, date on January 31st. Yes. And then, uh, that was that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's been... I know, it's been miserable for you. <laughs> Has not. I'm Has... hard to live with. Well, okay, I'm not going to argue that entirely, but... <laughs> yeah. But so. no, it's been, it's been good. And it's, uh... We've had some adventures, and I'm sure we have lots more coming. Yeah, I hope so. Because if all we're going to do from now is wait to die, then that's depressing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think we'll Why probably... Would you say that? I don't know. It's kind of stuff. Trying to fill the dead air. Um, no... <laughs> um yeah no it's gonna be good we're we're we have a lot coming down the pipes we have a lot of things that we want to do a lot of places we want to go and a lot of things that we want to do in certain places that sounds really ominous but it's not that weird it's mostly a little dirty too it does but it's really honest like (laughs) let's be honest it's mostly races yes because that's what we live for yes so um in the what eight years since we started running, um, that's always kind of been the one driving thing. Every time we've wandered away from running, one of us will get interested in a race, and somehow we wind up coming back to it. We usually wind up walking most of the race. Yeah. Um, but that that's kind of what draws us back. So now we're sort of, I mean, we plan vacations around races. We, um, well, races and our dog. We take our dog everywhere. Yes, we do take the dog everywhere. Um, that's what happens when you're 36 and you don't have kids, but you have an amazing dog. You take your dog everywhere. Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah, she's perfect, just so you know. Um, so yeah, and I, and another thing with the running, it's like whenever we kind of deviate from running, our lives sort of kind of fall into almost a rut. And I don't know how related it is, whether, you know, we stop running because we're falling into a rut or we stop running so we fall into a rut, but it seems to be what happens. I think it's a combination of the two. We have found in the past, um, when we first started running, part of it was health related. Um, I have some pretty serious medical issues. Um, and some of them stem from being overweight and some of them are just not helped by being overweight, but, um, they're definitely there and there are things that if we would like the adventures to continue long term um need to be addressed um so yeah when we started we we did 
start partially due to help, but um, what we found was we were going through some pretty rough stuff at the time, just financial crap and family crap, crap and it, it, life stuff, you know. Yeah, things were were not the best, um, and and mental health was not at at its peak. Um, I don't think it's been at the, at its peak since. <laughs> well, no, no, but now we have medicine. We do, yay! Um, but uh, we did find that when we would go for a walk or when we would go for a run, um, we would talk, and it was like we would have just a little bit of extra clarity, and we would come up with solutions to problems. And we found ways to to solve some of the big issues that we were going through. Um, and that has been sort of a constant whenever things are going really crappy. If we can force ourselves to, to start making a habit of walking or running again, we tend to... to we, yeah, we work things. through stuff, yeah. And I think that's pretty common. I mean, running, being out in nature, you know, it's all, it's kind of like our meditation and it's, you know, um, how we connect with each other and just with whatever the thoughts in the universe and blah, 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 all that deep stuff. So, um, so we're kind of in a weird spot right now. Like we're, I wouldn't, I think we're kind of like on the upswing out of a rut. I agree. Which is yeah. kind of why the running is starting again. Because, you know, we've been fighting it off... Basically, the last attempt that we made was in October 2018. That's when I did my 10K, and that's when Steph had her marathon did not finish, unfortunately. My failure. It's not a failure. Just it did not finish. At least you started. Um so that happened in October and, or yeah, October. Yeah. And ever since then, it's just been a struggle to get ourselves out there. And this week we've gone out twice in the snow in like six inches of snow. And minus 15 minus degrees 50, Like, and we're just, we've had the best time. Like both times we were, we finished and we're just like, God, that was so fun. Well, we've talked for years, too, about finding a winter sport because we can run in the spring and summer and fall, but we can't run in the winter. And then we realized that, no, actually, we can run in the winter, and it is a winter sport when you, you know, throw on your your grips on your shoes. and Just layers. Just layer up, and, yeah. and off you go. So... Yeah, so we're in like a pretty, I think we're in a good, good spot to get going with our training. Oh, very much so, yeah. So we're basically 12 and a half weeks out from the mar- or the half marathon that we're doing. Yes. It'll, and be, it... it'll be my first attempt and hopefully finish. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think the training is going to be fun and, you know, the weather's only going to get better from here. I'm looking forward to actually being prepared for a half marathon that I do yeah, because but... I have this 
uh, unique habit of just stubborning my way through things. Yeah, she'll just kind of like skip her training and and just finish it because there was no other choice because she was halfway out had to there was all you can do at that point is turn around and come back you know (laughs) and I do want to clarify too um my marathon did not finish was not a case of me giving up because I'm too stubborn for that absolutely um it's not it's got nothing to do with strength or anything else it's sheer stubbornness and if stubbornness could have finished that marathon it definitely would have but there was a cutoff and I missed the cutoff by a minute and 13 seconds which I would have rather missed it by 20-25 minutes than than by that much um but at the same time it gives me hope that you know the next one I'll be able to finish it. Yeah, and I mean, you weren't ready for that one. The training hadn't oh, happened. Even. and Nope, you know. not even close. So we, we'd kind of gotten into this situation where we were training for different distances, and I found that we were both getting frustrated and just not training. And when we had the most success, we were out there together doing the, the distances and, and, you know, doing the intervals, the same intervals at the same time, and... We were on treadmills side by side and, you know, just doing our own thing, but actually not even doing our own thing. We were doing the exact same thing at the exact same time and it worked so well. So Steph was originally planning to do the full marathon, her next full marathon attempt in May, but she's decided to lower herself to my level and just do the half with me. Or maybe kind of accept that. That's the level I'm at, too. You know, whatever. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, we're both doing the half. We're both following the same training plan. And we're running the same days, the same times, the whole way through for the next 12 and a half weeks. And so, that was our Valentine's Day tonight. Yep. We were like, what do you want to do? Because we had the option to go to, there was like a special movie presentation in town tonight and we were going to go to that. But then it was like, you know what? We It's Thursday. We need to run. Yep. So we went out after work. We ran. We went and got coffee and came home and had a home cooked meal. Yeah. And. And we might have had some chocolate cake and ice cream, but you know. Well, you know. YOLO. I mean, it's, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> And uh, the diabetes clinic is gonna love me tomorrow morning. Yeah, but, you know that's um, so that's one of my big health issues, and that's something that I struggle with a lot. Um, I'm insulin dependent, and, and we'll dive into that deeper another yeah. time. This is yeah, yeah. That's definitely a a big topic for another day. Yes, very much so. So. Okay, so we've been yammering on for quite some time now, and uh, I think we're going to wrap it up there for this week. Um, We haven't really discussed frequency of these podcasts yet, but they will be regular. Yeah. I I think the goal would be once or twice a week. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ideally twice weekly. Yeah. We will see. Um, I think... Between the two of us, we should be able to, you know, 
bug each other enough to and, uh, <laughs> to actually do it and come up with something interesting to talk about. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe I don't know if this was interesting. I hope it was. I think it's. I think it was. It was pretty fun to do. Yeah. Hopefully, you don't find us too annoying. Oh, whatever. <laughs> if you do, then turn it off. <laughs> so, all right. So, I hope everybody has a really great week and follows through with their training like we're going to and we're going to love it and you're going to love it and we're all going to have a really great time. I'm not this positive. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah, I guess. I must be feeling the love. It's the roses over there on the table. Yeah. That was <laughs> I think those are the first roses you've ever gotten me. Probably. That's all right. 15 <laughs> years. Maybe for our, our, what, 35th anniversary? Maybe you'll get them again if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everyone. Uh, have, a, have a good week. Thanks. Bye. Have a good week.